Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here today. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. Bit of a special show. And what's great about this, it is all for you. As you can see him in a suit, we had some special things going on today, which I'll share with you soon. However, that means it's all about going to Twitter. I'm going to take your stock questions. It's going to be rapid fire looking at stocks for the first time together. We're doing this live. Get your pencil, get your paper, get ready. Coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. And it's amazing how fast the days are going. But it's a little bit later in the afternoon than normal. It's about 2, two o'clock East Coast time right now. We're going to do a special show. I, got, uh, I just went through Twitter right now. I got a list of 15 stocks or so right here. We're going to take a look at. And I'm looking at them for the first time with you. So it's not like I did all this research behind it. It's kind of like a little uh, around here. He's kind of throwing them at me and I just got to come up with it. So we're going to talk about that. But real quick, let's talk about the market. This is the SPY's SPY S&P 500. Then about 0.2%. Eh, so two basis, uh, 20 basis points today. Just off an all-time closing high of last week. We're consolidating near high. Makes sense. I mean, I told you, we're not going straight up here. We will have pullbacks. So things still look really good long-term for the market. Now let's take a look at the NASDAQ 100. It's up minimally. You know, it's called unchanged, but slightly up 16 cents, uh, 19 cents right now to 318.80. So again, we had that sell-off. We had a correction on a NASDAQ, and then we've bounced back, and now we're consolidating. That's a good sign. We talked about that on Friday. When you consolidate after that pullback, that's okay. We're not going to, again, go, you don't go straight up. You don't go straight down. That is actually a good sign to me. And the other thing that we've been watching, and everybody else uh, who watches the markets, is the 10-year Treasury, which, you know, everybody freaked out because it went from here to here. Uh, 55 basis points, 0.55% to nearly, we're actually right around 1.75% at the high mid last week. We're now down again today, down another two and a half points. We're at two and a half percent, sorry. We're down to 1.64% right now uh, on the uh, 10 year. So I think we've hit the, the short term top. And again, as I've been saying, if we look at this, I'm just gonna zoom out a little bit. We are back to where we were in early 2020. So the people are freaking out. Listen, we're right back to where we were right before the greatest global shutdown in a century. So yes, yields come down as people pile on the bonds, folks. That's what happens. Then what happens? Oh, we get back to normal. The great grand reopening. And look, as they sell bonds, yields go up. That's okay. That's normal. I've been saying this for a week and a half now. We are back to where we were. Do not let this freak you out. Just like the inverted yield curve in mid-2019 freaked everybody out. It brings on recessions, depressions, bear markets. Does anybody even remember that less than two years ago? No, we don't. Same thing with this. We're not going to remember this. But what we will remember for buying stocks on pullbacks that look good for long-term gains, we will remember that. All right. So without further ado, today's show, like I said, is going to be a little different. We're going to jump right in. And I'm going to start taking your stocks. And I have the list, like I said, right in front of me. And I haven't even looked at it yet here. I believe some we have in a newsletter, uh, some I may own, I don't know. I just took, uh, I took 10 random, or actually almost 15 random ones, and uh, we're going to go from there. So the first one that we are going to take a look at is Precision Bioscience, which is symbols D-T-I-L. This one we do have in a newsletter, and it's a genomics uh, company, uh, biotech, you know, uh, gene editing. 
It's been a choppy chart, to say the least. We were down at 450 in September, rallied to 1250, back down to 650, up to 1650, back down to 1050 where we're at right now. If we close here, it's actually the lowest close in about two months. Um, we had two big spikes and now pulling back. Keep in mind, the biotechs themselves, I'll show you real quick, the S&P Biotech ETF, uh, down big today, down 4.5%, the Biotech ETF. That's crazy. It's a big move. Uh, biotech was at an all-time high pull back into bear market territory. I still love biotechs going long-term, but again, interest rates are hurting biotechs because they're viewed as companies that continue to borrow money, which typically they do because they're early stage and they have to borrow a lot of money to get their potential products out. And because interest rates go up, it costs them more to borrow money. All true. However, interest rates are still historically low, all things considered, that it's not as if these borrowing costs went through the roof. Again, the borrowing costs on biotech are the same as they were back in the beginning of 2020. And it wasn't an issue then, so why is it an issue now? Stuff people are not talking about, folks. So back to DTIO. Uh, Precision Biosciences, it's about a $640 million company. Uh, you know, it's not obviously making any money yet. Revenue is expected to start coming in around 2023. And by 2025, expecting almost $400 million uh, in annual revenue. And then earnings per share that year of about $1.55. If they hit those targets, this stock's a four to five X, or if not more, in the next couple of years. But again, you know, companies like this that, that are dealing with genomics, dealing with the future of medicine, not everyone's going to make it. But again, this is in one of our newsletters. I do like the stock down at this level. Uh, next one, and these are in no specific order. These are not buy and sell recommendations. Uh, this is Veru, symbol V E R U. This is at a hell of a run. I'm pretty sure I talked about it back uh, when it was single digits here, almost positive, actually. My God, that it run up. I stopped watching it. Ran up to $24, back down to $13.29. Uh, again, this is another biotech stock. And you can see how much they move. So let's take a look at Veru. So Veru is about $1.1 billion company right now. Uh, they focus on medicines uh, for management of cancers, oncology. And let's take a look here at uh, their projections. And very similar to, to a lot of companies that are out there. Uh, for their fiscal year 2022, uh, which ends in September of next year, uh, looking for revenue about $75 million. Uh, looking ahead to 2025, that ends September 2025, about $365 uh, million in revenue. The big number, though, uh, earnings per share 2025, $2.17 a share is the projection. Again, for a $13.25 stock, if they get approvals. This is all based on approvals, folks. They get the approvals. They get the sales out there. This stock is a huge winner. If not, it can get crushed. And that's just how these biotech works. So just know that, please, when you're going into it. Uh, the next stock we're going to talk about is Skills. This was a SPAC. As you can see, it's trading 10 bucks. SKLZ uh, in a bit of a hot sector. Today, it's down about 3%. Again, if you close here, you're closing at like a two-month low. When it comes to skills, it's one, you know, this isn't a, in a sector that I they call like iGaming, um, you know, mobile games, which takes into consideration any type of video games, mobile games, um, uh, sports gambling online. I'd like to call it a whole thing iGaming. Uh, but skills is pretty interesting. It's a pretty big company, believe it or not. $10 billion company. It had revenue uh, last year about 230 million. By 2025, we're looking at 1.14 billion. Uh, so we have a really nice annual revenue growth going forward, about 28% per year. 
Bottom line growth uh, earnings uh, are about 64% a year. And you're looking for a company which it becomes profitable in about two years by 2025, making about 22 cents a share. So not really uh, something I look at and say it's a value play. Again, I mentioned it's already a $10 billion company, trades at about nine times 2025 revenue estimate. So a little pricey here. I mean, I love the sector that they're in. Ran up to 46 coming back. This could continue to pull back just because it is considered quite pricey at this level. The next one is a very new IPO, and uh, this is uh, Coupang, C-P-N-G. I always think coupon when I see that. This is a uh, South Korean company, and uh, the CEO, the founder of this, has been on a lot of the, uh, the media shows, CNBC and stuff, talking about it because it went public about a week and a half ago. And it rallied as high as $69. We're now down to $46.90, and that's with uh, the stock up two bucks today. This is a huge e-commerce player. And what's fascinating about it is they do everything from the e-commerce side to logistics side, to, and even going back and picking up the box afterwards and taking it back. So there's really not that effect on the environment. Uh, pretty interesting when I heard the CEO talk. So it's something that I would keep an eye on. Uh, the only problem is when it comes to IPOs, this is a great chart as to why I do not buy uh, into IPOs initially, because this may be a great company, but I feel like they always pull back and they form what's called this J curve. They J up like this. You want to buy its way back up. Maybe it's forming a J curve right now. I don't know. Uh, but keep in mind, this is a big company. It's a $77 billion market cap on this company. And if I look at the numbers, 2020 last year did about just under $12 billion in sales. Uh, and it's looking uh, this year to about 16 and a half. So that's nice. That's nice growth there for sure. Uh, and then earnings per share. I don't have any estimates right now on earnings per share for this year yet. But let it settle down. Let it build a base and go from there. But it is one that is on my watch list because um, you know it's a big market over there, and e-commerce is a future. And if they're number one over there, if they're the Alibaba or the Amazon, whatever you want to call it, whatever analogy you want to give it of South Korea, that's a good place to be. So that's one to keep an eye on. The next one is SESN, Sesson Bio, another biotech company. Again, these are only coming up because people asked about it. Again, no recommendations here. Uh, I got nothing to do with these companies. Uh, no buys or sells. This is all you, just sharing information. Sesson Bio is $543 million company. Uh, they are focusing on designing and developing, commercializing targeted fusion protein therapeutics, known as TFPTS of course, for treatment with, with cancer. And uh, again, you look at the numbers on this. I mean, according to the analyst, this should get some type of approval in 2022, taking revenues from single digits in the, in the millions uh, up to as high as in 2025, 267 million. So trading at about less than two times sales of projected 2025. And then, you know, just as important, there's a path to profitability. Remember how important that is? Uh, potentially 86 cents a share by 2025. Again, if this trades at 86 cents a share, it's trading at like three and a half times earnings of 2025. Again, huge risk going to stocks like this. I mean, you can see the stock's been all over the place going way back, all the way back there. I mean, it's gotten crushed. So it's a bit of a turnaround, but when it comes to companies like this, folks, if it doesn't work out, you're right back down to pennies. So it's a very, very high risk way to play the stock market. Next one is Hims. This one, again was a SPAC at 10 bucks. Hims and Herd, this is health. Uh, I, I like this company. Again, ran up to 25 like a lot of SPACs, came back down. It's at 1305 right now. 
Ton of support at 13. It pulled back there in January, pulled back again in March. You're sitting there again. If we break through 13-ish, it could come all the way back down to 1150. Interesting company because it's got a really cool business model. The problem is anything and everything that was a SPAC got crushed. You see this when uh, sectors or types of investments become hot, uh, trendy, and you have everybody piling into it. And suddenly every SPAC that's not even made an announcement is up 10% on, on what? Nothing. Not even a good jockey behind it. Not a good team behind it. Makes no sense. It should be trading close to 10 bucks. Then what happened was everybody's piling in. So suddenly, as soon as you made an announcement, no matter what you did, you went up 100 and some percent. Now, it's pendulum swings. I always talk about this pendulum, right? The pendulum swing to insanity in the short term to insanity in the short, in the short term again, but on the opposite way. Why are these companies getting crushed? Did it lose half of it? No. Maybe it should have pulled back to 17 or so, but it comes all the way down. Again, it could pull back to 11 or 10 for all I know, even lower. But I think longer term, it's a good company. It's about a $2.7 billion company. Uh, what I like about it is it's got revenue last year of just under $150 million, uh, well over $320 million uh, in, th in 2024, so three years from now. And you take a look, it's got a path to profitability. It should turn profitable in three years. And I love just the business model of, of the kind of the mailing um, in of, of uh, different medicines to people. It's kind of quasi telehealth. I, I just like where they're positioned. So this is one I, I definitely would, would keep an eye on. Next one is YMI, uh, YMI Hologram Cloud. And had a big, crazy run up there. And then really hasn't done much lately. It's down 20% today, believe it or not. I don't know what the hell's going on here, but it's down 20%. Let's take a look at what we got here. Um, of course, I pulled up the wrong symbol. Uh, there we go. So it, the company is about 664 million. You know, as it sounds, uh, you know, obviously you can see with hologram, it's an AR uh, holographic company based in China. Uh, AR is augmented reality, which I love. I love AR, VR, virtual reality going forward. Uh, based in China, so there's always kind of that, that little black cloud hanging over it. It does have uh, revenue growing about 27% annual going forward. Uh, earnings growing about 50% annually going forward. It's making money, which is great. It had a bit of a dip this year, but it is making money. I just want to pull it up on one more system for you guys. I, again, I don't know too much about this company. It is smaller. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough play because, again, it's, it's a Chinese company that I don't know much about. But earnings per share, uh, estimates for last year, which aren't out yet, about 12 cents a share. This year, 18 and a half. Next year, 32. So you're seeing big growth, which is nice. And uh, trades at a forward price of sales, 5.7, forward P ratio of 21.9. So it's fairly valued for where it's at. But again, pr pretty damn risky, in my opinion. Next one's uh, Palantir Technologies, PLTR. I will say I did buy this uh, in the last few weeks for some clients at Penn Financial Group, my money management firm. Uh, down today, 3.4%. I never like to see that, but we're long-term investors, so you really could care less day to day. Uh, but Palantir, the reason we bought that uh, for some clients was uh, see some big, big upside potential. And keep in mind, a company like this, to me, is all about software. It's all about data, intelligence, um, analyzing the data. And you look at the growth for a company that's this size. You know, this is a $44 billion company, yet projected to grow the top line revenue about 24% annually. And the bottom line, 
earnings, 67% annually. By 2025, looking for revenue about $5 billion. Uh, that's a, that's a chump, that's not chump change, folks. And then turning profitable in about three years. Again, path to profitability we like to see. Very much a leader in what it does. Just got crazy and, and it fell down with everything else that, everything tech. But I think down in here, boy, it looks like a pretty nice buy. Next one happens to be another one we have for our clients at Penn Financial. I had a hell of a run for us and since pulled back. One that doesn't make sense to me why it's pulling back, and this is Unity Software, symbol U. Um, this is a, a similar player to uh, Skills, but a, a, little, a little bit nicer in, in my opinion. This, this is a company that is... Uh, uh, it, it's all about software. It's a software company, but but gaming, uh, real-time 3D development platform as well. Uh, it is about a $28 billion company. It's growing its top line by 20%, uh, bottom line by 18 But by 2025, you're looking at about $2.6 billion in revenue. So I, I like this. I think it just got unduly crushed, and I love it anywhere down here under 100 uh, Next one, T-O-B-A-F. I don't know much about this at all. Tat Lifestyle and Wellness. Uh, got a very interesting chart, I'll give you that. So let's bring it up and see what it does because uh, we're going to be doing this together. It's a Canadian company. Uh, it's worth about $387 million Canadian dollars. Uh, they develop, launch, sell hemp cigarettes under the Wild Hemp brand name in Canada and the U.S. Should have known some crazy thing like this would be hemp, huh? So... Don't have much as far as numbers on this, uh, so I can't really give you too much. From a pure technical standpoint, it's got to hold that $3 level, but really aggressive, obviously, for something that I'm looking at here. Uh, next is Juan GHVI. We do have in one of our newsletters, Gore Hol Gore's Holdings uh, 6 GHVI, and this is going to be Matterport. This is a company that's 3D rendering. Go to Zillow if you've never done it and find a, a, a listing that has the 3D um, rendering on it. It's amazing. Kind of zoom in, look down in the house, and you get into it and you go through it. Oh, it is so amazing, amazing, amazing. It is a future of that. It's a future of any type of uh, architecture, uh, engineering. Um, I'm working with my architect right now for my house I'm building in Nicaragua. And it's just weird looking at flat lines. They're showing me these things. And I'm like, I can't do that. I want them to build like this 3D rendering for me. But this is the kind of thing where Matterport is going to be using engineering. I, I absolutely love this uh, company. And uh, again, again, we put it in a newsletter. We bought on the sell, sell off here because we, we saw this big opportunity when all SPACs were getting crushed. I think it's a great long-term play. Probably volatile in the near term, but a great long-term play. Uh, next stock is Lamb Research, LRCX. Uh, let's take a look at this one. I haven't looked at this stock in a long, long time. Uh, it is a technology company, semiconductor. As you can see, it's got a nice chart. If we look at the long-term chart, it's got a really, really nice, beautiful-looking chart. It's now worth about $77.5 billion. Um, integrated circuits, like a lot of uh, semiconductors do. Uh, you look at their valuation. Not a big growth story. Uh, revenue about 6.2% annual. Bottom line, 7.7%. So I, I don't like the fact that it really doesn't have that big growth story that a lot of the companies I'd like have with a P ratio of 27.4, peg of 3.5, uh, price to book 14.6, too expensive for me. I'd look for something else. It's forming a bit of a head and shoulders here as well. So I would just look for something else. Let's pull up one more in uh, the marijuana sector. Cure Leaf Holdings, C-U-R-L-F. Uh, this is at a hell of a run. I can zoom out and show you, you know, after doing nothing, the U.S. stocks started taking off. And a situation where they've run a lot, but there's a, so much upside potential, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to the U.S.-based um, 
cannabis stocks. And I think this company it could be one of the big winners. Uh, right now, it's worth about $13.7 billion. Uh, that is Canadian. So in America, in U.S., uh, that would be, let me pull it up for you. Uh, that would be about $10.5 billion company. And if we take a look at the numbers, you're seeing huge growth because you look at uh, last year, uh, 2020, did about $626 million in sales. Year before that, 221. Year before that, 17. Year before that, 19. So you're seeing a huge, huge growth potential. As I said, uh, right now, uh, it's about a $10.5 billion company. Now look at the estimates now and how where they're going. Uh, this year, 2021, up to $1.25 Next year, 1.8, 2.28 the year after that. Uh, turning a profit this year for nine cents a share up to 46 a cents share two days, two years later. This is a hell of a growth story, folks. I, I still think there's great upside potential uh, when it comes to Cure Leaf and others. It could pull back to 13 or so. It'd probably look great there. You don't need to chase anything. Uh, but I like the way it looks right here, uh, along with many other things, the way they look right here. And go back real quick. Uh, we get the NASDAQ up a quarter percent right now. Uh, NASDAQ 100 to Qs. And again, some of our high growth stocks continue to pull back, be volatile, be all over the place. You have to think long term. And if you think like I too, and you're a long term investor, use these pullbacks. Again, I don't know if the Nasdaq pulls back, retest that. They could retest that uptrend line that I drew a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. But I do have good, good uh, odds in my favor that it's going to be much higher a couple of years from now with the convergence of 5G, uh, AI, Internet of Things, genomics, telehealth electric vehicles, battery technology, all coming together. It comes together to create one of the greatest decades of innovation I've ever seen, similar to the 1990s with the advent of uh, personal computers, eventually cellular phones, uh, semiconductors, chips getting smaller and smaller, speeds getting faster, the internet taking over. Look what happened then, same thing's happening now. The world in 2030 is gonna look so different than it does right now, trust me. Hopefully I'm still here doing the shows, well, bigger studio, nicer studio, hopefully in the beach, but still doing shows and we could talk to you about that. So again, folks, I hope you loved it. Uh, thanks for submitting your um, questions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below. Check us out on uh, Twitter, Matthew McCall is the handle. And thank you so much for watching. Been a crazy day. You see, I never wear ties, but we have a lot of meetings, a lot of things going on. Louis Nevelier and I are getting ready to launch our next power portfolio, working on stocks all day together. I even dressed up for them. So a lot of good things coming your way, folks. Uh, I'll be back Friday, but until then, be safe, be happy, go hug somebody. And don't, don't <laughs> forget to remember, this is fun. We're having fun. Making money is a byproduct of it, but we're having fun. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you again Friday. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.